Welcome to Season 4 of the Barfly Podcast. My name is Jeff Berker, Barfly columnist for the Bay Area News Group and author of the books 20 Years Behind Bars and its sequel, Parole Denied. My co-host and barback is Kevin Blum, editor of the online entertainment hub, The Marine Dish. So sit back and enjoy our little peek behind the hospitality industry curtain. Oh, and don't forget to... Have a drink on me. Welcome to the Barfly Podcast. Today, we are happy to have Ken McKenzie, who is the CEO of Fresh Victor, which is a juice and mixer program that is available to at-home mixologists and on-premise mixologists. He had originally started off marketing tequila in the 90s. Republic Tequila was probably the best known brand that he was involved with. We are just very excited to have a classic bartending guru on the show. So welcome, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Give us a little background on how you got into making mixers. For me, it was really a natural progression. I had done several tequila brands between 1999 and 2010. As I was kind of being sent all over the country to do tequila education for distributorships and national restaurant accounts, one thing that was always being asked of me consistently was, how do you make the best cocktails? One thing that I had always touted is tequila, Blanco tequila especially, is so versatile as a mixer. Americans, we all default to vodka or rum, generally speaking. But as you've seen in the last decade, tequila has really taken off in so many different ways. And so as a mixer, what I would really say is, let me show you how to make a series of different cocktails that you can do in home or at a restaurant or bar. One of my friends from a distributorship after a presentation had said, that was just absolutely amazing. However, and anytime I hear however, I know something's coming. (laughs) Uh, That took about five and a half minutes to build that drink. And no one's going to do that, my friend. How do you cut that down to 40 seconds? You know, give me the cheat sheet. And I didn't have one. I wasn't prepared to have this dialogue at the time. And so I went back to how does it taste? And he said, no, no, I'm, I'm still with you on that one. It's excellent. How do we shorten the duration? And so I really took uh, that as a cue to say, are we, you know, finally to a place where I need to figure out how to make cocktails better and faster? One of the things that I noticed being out in the marketplace so much was all those mixers that we grew up with or came up with through college were all kind of neon green, high fructose corn syrup, terrible for you alternatives. And terrible tasting too. They go hand in hand, right? To a certain degree, I feel like we all kind of bought into it. You'd find it at your supermarket or you'd find it at your liquor store and you just say, well, this is what they've got. I'm going to take it home. So I started wondering, why isn't anybody doing a fresh mixer? Why isn't anybody doing something that would both inspire quality as well as ease of use or convenience? And what I found was it's not easy. (laughs) It's not as easy as I thought that Saturday morning uh, while I was drinking my coffee one day. It took a lot of kind of sourcing the ingredients and figuring out that if you cold press the citrus and you're not adding any preservatives or anything that would make it shelf stable, and you actually had a cold refrigerated mixer, there were some variables to that, such as like code dates, like you'd see on orange juice or milk or dairy. So there was a couple points of resistance that I faced. And the first one that's probably most material is the distributor's unwillingness to pay attention to a fresh product that needed 
to be merchandised and co-dated, something that's brand new or, or creating a first to category product. Distributors less pioneer things and more take things on that they know is going to sell through. So I really needed a proof of concept. And what I found was my proof of concept consisted of really going out to restaurants and bars, as well as kind of what you consider to be better for you marketplaces like Whole Foods Mm -hmm. and saying, I've got something and it has a real intent behind it. In other words, I want to go to your liquor aisle and I want to create a halo effect over it where you're going to be able to sell more premium liquor because it's being mixed with our stuff. At first, I felt like, you know, some of these people were looking at me like a deer in headlights. Like, what what are you talking about? But then what I found was it was a really good proposition. It was solid because, you know, whether it's tequila or vodka or rum or whiskey or whatever else, these categories as a whole tend to be saturated. They've been done before and they've been done extremely well. With this, It was kind of a partnership to said category. And when I was pressing the fresh citrus, what I realized is I wasn't just making a margarita mix or I wasn't just solving for a problem with tequila. These fresh mixers with the various flavors really married perfectly with vodka, rum, gin, tequila, whiskey, champagne or sparkling wine for mimosas, wine for sangria. And also mocktails, right? You brought up such a great point. Another real facet to this, which I has, you know, a real, uh, I guess, importance to my heart is I had a lot of friends that I came up with in the industry or, you know, family members that for whatever reason over the years have decided not to drink. And this, it, all sorts of stuff. It could be health stuff. It could be pregnancy. It could be they never did in the first place. It could be they had bad experiences and they wanted to stop drinking altogether. But what I found is a sweeping generalization is these people, when I saw them at celebrations or gatherings or whatever else, were relegated to being in the corner with a bottle of water or a can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Especially if they had history with us, if, they, if we had 15 years of fun behind us or you know we grew up with them or whatever else, they wanted to be just as involved as we were in the experiences of tasting things or sharing products. This particular product, what I'm so incredibly proud of is I can make somebody a margarita using 100% agave tequila and our Mexican lime and agave. I can make another person that an identical drink using our Mexican lime and agave and sparkling water, and they feel total inclusion. Yeah. They're right there talking about how good it is and why they like it so much. And that, you know, that in and of itself makes it worth it for me. One of the the classic examples of of the mistaken premise is people, when they think about a margarita, they'll go out and spend $65 on a bottle of tequila and then $4 on a bottle of mix. And the actual proportions of the drink are three to one mixed to tequila. (laughs) So if you're going to spend money, it actually makes more sense to go the other way around for a more satisfying experience. You look at it from an ingredient standpoint, how important are the fresh squeezed Persian limes? How important is the agave nectar? Etc. And when you're building a cocktail, I, I really equate it to my wife is a very talented pastry chef. And so she's baking, you know, everything from wedding cakes to, you know, pastries and cookies and bread. Baking is very much like mixology as far as the measurements and the ingredients. If your measurements are off, it's going to have a prodigious effect over the mouthfeel, the taste, just the quality of the cocktail itself or mocktail for that matter. 
you throw in the mixologist too. And, and then all of a sudden they're experimenting or putting other things in it and the proportions get out of whack or, you know, they have their own types of things. And, uh, you know, that's always the thing, like you mentioned early on, consistency of product is something that's highly sought after, but rarely delivered in the restaurant business. It's everything. From an operator standpoint, it's really saying, hey, that mixologist or bartender on Monday, who's a college kid that just wants to get out of the restaurant and start doing what he needs to do versus your pro that's been there for 25 years on Saturday, they're going to make the exact same cocktail each and every time because the consistency of ingredients are there. In the restaurant business, people think of flashy and new and shiny and bright and, and hip and whatnot, but it's actually consistency that wins the big prize. Because, I mean, that's the whole basis for the entire liquor industry, that, that you're, what, you're whatever, you're Crown Royal, tastes like Crown Royal no matter where you order it, and in any state, in any country, and you can count on that. And unfortunately, a lot of times with cocktails, even within a, one organizational unit, often are not consistent. And that, as a customer, from a customer standpoint, is, is problematic. That's absolutely right. I mean, that's hitting the nail on the head. And for us, it's a product. I, I was talking about products that have a point of difference or are solve, have a solution. And for us, really what I'm also very proud of is we're very much omni-channel. Our products are meant to be something that hotels, restaurants, bars, resorts, nightclubs, casinos, whatever can use for consistent drinks. You know, they're already bringing in the citrus and the sweeteners and these things that they have to build from the ground up. But maybe just as importantly, and something that was kind of the catalyst to doing this in the first place, I had found with my wife that from probably 2001 through, you know, 2020, I was missing all the dinners that we would throw. I was behind the bar the entire time. <laughs> and she kept, you know, flashing, you know, these stares and looks at me saying, hey, at some point you've got to eat or at some point you've got to come over and interact. And my point was always, well, people continuously want more drinks. And, you know, I get my social facet in because they're all standing by the bar watching me make these drinks. It's so much easier with Fresh Victor in the sense that I'm not squeezing citrus. I'm not adding sweeteners. I'm not building these from the, the glass up, but rather I can batch it or I can make them on a one-on-one -on -one, uh, shaken basis, but so, a lot quicker. Uh, a while back, I'd written a column about exactly that, that the idea is if you're going to serve old fashions at your party for 10 mm -hmm. of your friends, by the time you finish number 10, you're going to have to go back and start making number one. You're going to spend the entire <laughs> time uh, making drinks, which uh, for most parties, you want to interact and sure there's a there's that that aspect. But the great thing about Fresh Victor is not only can you make them individually, but you can actually batch them. And I've seen some bars actually using your product in that fashion where they can guarantee that their house margarita always tastes the same because they pre-batch it. Everything's pre-measured and all the bartender or like you said, the college kid on Monday or, or nowadays even the college kid on Saturday can whip out a margarita that tastes just like every other one. And that's, that's, that's key. That really is. The way I look at things, you want simplicity with whatever you're doing because simplicity can also lend itself to quality if you do it the right way out of the gate. So for me, especially when I look at these business propositions, we really want to make sure that these people aren't feeling overwhelmed with, I have to deal with six or seven distributors to get the mint, to get the ginger, to get the lime juice, the lemon juice, all these different things, but we consolidate it into one fresh quality product that they can absolutely rely on to be the exact same week after week, month after month, year after year. Nowadays with supply chain problems, each one of those in ingredients that you're talking about can be a problem. 
you never know if your mint's going to show up. You don't know if your limes are going to show up. You know, from the, the restaurant side, it, it is a challenge every day nowadays. If you can take some of that challenge out, I think it's a win for everybody. A hundred percent. And me just, you know, having that little toe in the water as far as importing limes, I can tell you the other real problematic issue that restaurateurs and you know business operators face is limes as a commodity or these other ingredients that we're discussing from a supply standpoint can very much fluctuate in price week to week. One week it's $18, the next week it's 68. No one knows how to plan on their balance sheet for what are my cocktails going to cost this week. Well, one point I wanted to make, which I'm, I was very impressed with the first time I saw it, is that your, actu- your Mexican lime and agave is made with Mexican limes. And most Americans don't realize the original margarita was, was not made with the Persian limes that we see in the market nowadays, but was made with the Mexican lime, which of course is a key lime, which has a totally different flavor and, and arguably a better flavor. Just ask anyone who ever eats key lime pie. It makes a huge difference. What we've really attempted to do from the time that we launched all the way through today is make sure that we source the best quality ingredients consistently. So we're staying with the exact same ingredient sourcing, exact same formulas, and producing it the exact same way each and every time that we do it. So exactly as you just said, the customers taste it. Our hope is they fall in love with it and they say, hey, I want to share this with others. This is a very much a celebration type product where you feel like you want to share because you enjoy it so much. That's how I discovered your product was a year ago, I had dinner over at a friend's house and she's like, hey, can I make you a margarita? And I'm, I confess I'm a kind of a margarita snob and usually people kind of screw it up. It's not too, to my liking, it's too sweet, it's too limey or whatever. And she came out and she served me this margarita. I was like, damn, that is a good margarita. What's, what's your secret? And she pulled out the bottle of Fresh Victor. And she's like, yeah, I just got this at Mill Valley Market. I think it was the jalapeno and lime flavor. You know, I was really, really surprised like how well balanced and flavorful it was. And then I asked for another one and it was just as good. And after that, then I went and bought my own, you know, it was sort of serendipitous. I go online on social media and then I see other people touting it. So I started sharing the news with other people who are cocktail fanatics and was like, you guys got to try this because I'm so used to the other products that uh, the mixers that really that we kind of grew up with, like you said earlier, like the green stuff (laughs) that we we just didn't know any better. It's like Brussels sprouts growing up. You're like, you don't like it, but that's what you're used to. Kevin, I I, got to say, you know, hearing you say that, it honestly, for me, makes it all worthwhile. It, it, with all the challenges there are behind a cold chain refrigerated product and the quality behind that, hearing you say that and hearing it from a third person's perspective of, I found it, I, you know, really liked it. And then I wanted to share it with others. That's exactly what my fervent hope is for this product. It's why we do what we do. And I can't thank you enough for recounting that because it, it makes my day. One of the other great things about your product is there the, the flavor profiles are not so far out of, you're not just mashing stuff together to be weird or interesting. Like you see a lot in, in, in mixology these days, the classic drinks that have been around for a hundred years are all easy to make and are classic for a reason. And so your flavors kind of lend themselves to that. Like your, your cucumber lime. I mean, you could do a, a, a gin gimlet or a vodka gimlet or a tequila product with that. Anything will work with that. Your lemon sour, same sort of thing. You could mix five, six different liquors with that and still have an outstanding cocktail. The Mexican lime and agave. Kevin's point to the jalapeno, there's a classic problem in every restaurant is spicy margaritas. Because if people use fresh jalapeno, they vary in intensity throughout the 
the season. They vary intensity according to how much people put a, put in. They vary intensity and how long they're left in there. I mean, it can be a drastically different drink every time where you take that guesswork out of it. I mean, I think it's a gr- great product to have. It comes back to that simplicity, right? That if, if you ever go down to Mexico, the first thing that you see is they're, they're squeezing fresh cold pressed juices every morning. There's such a love in my heart for that as far as you don't need to go much further to make really good drinks if yeah. you're doing it the right way. For you guys to discover this on your own and really say, hey, I, we can see what this is designed to do and how easy it is to use. The world's your oyster. I mean, you can, <laughs> it's endless how many things that we come up with when we keep adding things to it or we keep adjusting. But these nine flavors that we've created are really made to be very broad and to lend itself to whatever you like to drink in the first place. The simplicity, I think, is also the key too. Is like Jeff and I have talked about this where you, you go into a bar and you order, let's say, a margarita. And they're putting like six or seven ingredients in there. You're like, what What? what are you doing? It's, it's a margarita. It should be like three basic ingredients. And, you know, they're doing the triple sec and then simple syrup and then the sweet and sour. And you're like, oh, dear God, what, what's going on here? And with you guys, I mean, it's it's just, it's very, what is it, a two to one ratio that you recommend? It's a two to one ratio. And it should be that simplistic. You know, when I see a lot of ingredients going into something, I think to myself, first and foremost, would I want to emulate that at home? (laughs) Would I want to have to go to the grocery store and get six or seven different things to make a drink that I like? And what I really net out to is, I don't think so. I, I, I think that if you just have Fresh Victor in your favorite spirit or Fresh Victor in your favorite sparkling wine or what have you, if you want to add an extra variable for fun, you know, you want to add an extra ingredient or two, that's easy to do. It's probably something you already have in your home, but you don't have to go much further than that to find a really good drink. I used to knock, and, and I love the Chronicle and what they do, but I, I, years ago, I used to knock the thing where they would post these recipes with <laughs> nine different ingredients, of which three had to go to specialty stores. And then the problem was, what if you got it and didn't like it? Now you've got all these bottles sitting around <laughs> that, that you yep. don't want or need. We all have a bottle of cassis or something sitting around going, what are we going to do with that? That's the thing about Fresh Victor. That uh, Again, back to simplicity with cocktails, all the classics are simple to make. And if you just apply better mixers or better products to begin with, I mean, we've already learned that with spirits, right? Use better spirits, you have a better end product. Why not use better mixers? And Fresh Victor, I think, does a great job of providing that. You guys recently introduced, I think, what was it the grapefruit and sea salt flavor and strawberry and lemon, which I, by the way, I can't wait to try. What are the other new flavors that you're working on? Or are you kind of going to keep it to this for right now? Or are you always looking for new flavors? From a formulation standpoint, I think that once you get that formulation bug and you love doing what you're doing, you know, it's not work anymore. It's just really a passion. You always want to be creating. And it's just like anyone, right? In their kitchen, you always want to be finding new and exciting things that get people talking. Then there's also the business side of it. And so I have to look at this and look at, you know, distribution and grocery and consumers and online and everything else and say, hey, I've got nine flavors already. That's a lot of different SKUs Mm -hmm. within those nine flavors, which I think that they cover, you know, with with the prickly pear and pomegranate and with the jalapeno and with the lemon and, you know, everything else, the three citrus and mint, it covers a broad range. But the thing also about that. The 16 ounce bottles, which is, you know, approximately five cocktails is really directed at the consumer. Whereas we also have a 64 ounce bottle, which is a half gallon, 
which is directed to on-premise for you know bars and restaurants. So those nine flavors or nine SKUs really become 18 because of two different sizes. Much like a craft brewery, we're really set up and very agile in this way where we can do seasonal flavors, we can introduce new flavors. You can always count on us to be in the kitchen creating new stuff and we're just gonna have to decide what's working, what's not, and you know, what we wanna add to the portfolio. Well, I, I gotta imagine the research process and coming up with these flavors uh, must be a lot of fun. So much fun. And you know, I, I feel so fortunate and so lucky, I really, really do, to be at this point in my career where it's being well received. And I, you know, at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition this year in 2022, the strawberry and lemon and the grapefruit and sea salt both took double gold medals, but the grapefruit and sea salt won best in show. I feel like not only are we on to something, but the flavor profiles and the things that we're offering right now are tracking really well. It's like I was thinking about as far as launching those seasonal flavors. I think that we'll look at, you know, in the summertime, maybe introducing something that can be a lot of fun and get us some new customer base. So don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today. Please join us next time where we welcome industry insiders and industry outsiders to talk about the state of the restaurant and bar business. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening.